I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your post podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, see, I've already started a couple of seconds in and I can't even say my own name. I think I need a cup of tea. Anyway, uh, this week's episode is basically set around the one subject of one of my favourite singers and his new album. That is uh, Tony Martin, the ex-Black Sabbath uh, frontman and many other bands, of course, as well. Um, uh, Tony was born in, uh, in, on the 19th of April 1957 in the UK. Uh, his forename is Anthony Philip Harford. Uh, he likes to be always Tony Martin. Careful when you Google that, you don't get uh, the lovely, soulful voice of Tony Martin, he of the uh, Frank Sinatra Rat Pack fame, because uh, you will do, so get the right one. Anyway, he joined Sabbath in 1987. He is the, actually the second longest-running um, vocalist outside of Aussie for the band, which people I think forget. Uh, I think it's a really sad in, uh, issue because he's actually, I mean, you'll get to hear why I love him anyway. But he joined in 87 um, to 91, then there was a gap, and then in 93 to 97. Um, he's a multi instrumentalist. He has a sing, he had a solo album out in 2005 called Scream, where he did the vocals, he played bass, played violin, drums, and additional guitar parts. That's a really really clever man there um he joined a band sort of just sort of the it was the the post glenn hughes um era uh and the band was going through a bit of a, a tumult it was a bit of uh, t- turmoil um they played south africa uh even though the label didn't want them to it was during the apartheid the united um artists apartheid and it caused a bit of an issue the drummer left and um, Terry Chimes from uh, the uh, from Clash joined for a little while, which is a really nice little side note there. Um, but yeah, caused a lot of problems. Um, and uh, what Tony did, he went on to record several albums uh, with the band. He recorded, now I've got my list here, he did Eternal Idol, he did... Um, 
which reached the charts, the 66 in the UK charts, um, and uh, they moved to the IRS label, which um, it's a it's the label that Stuart Copeland's father, Miles Copeland II, owned. And a lot of bands played on that label that just disappeared, sadly. A lot of the music, um, it's one of the reasons why you can't get the IRS years um, easily. They're not downloadable and they're not on any Spotify or streaming services. They haven't reissued the albums. It's not because of the quality of the albums. It's, there's, there's, there's some label um, issues um, there. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a shame because the albums released on that label, so TYR, Headless Cross, uh, and I'll get back to in a second, Headless Cross, TYR, Dehumanizer, Cross Purposes, Forbidden, um, uh, brilliant um, albums. Now, I think I'm correctly rightly, I think Cross Purposes and Forbidden are not on the IRS label. I think just TYR and, um, uh, and Headless Cross, I think Dehumanizer is another label. That aside, uh, the two albums he did with them, so the his uh, second and third, Headless Cross and TYR, are, I reckon, probably the best albums, non-Aussie um, Osborne albums that the band River made. Now, there's going to cause some big consternation. As I said before in other episodes, please don't attack me on it. I know there are big Dio fans there, and I love the Dio years. But I'm, I will always be a Tony Martin years um, fan because this young man at 16 years old, his first ever gig was on the 19th of September in 1989 at Hammersmith Odeon. And it was Black Sabbath with Tony Martin on on vocals, Tony Omi on guitar, Neil Murray on, uh, on uh, bass, he of White Snake, um, and other bands and uh cozy powell of course i'm not going to introduce cozy powell but people that don't know who cozy powell are do some research one of the best drummers who ever lived brilliant brilliant drummer sadly missed he was on on the on the album and on the tour as well and i got to see brian may come on and do the encore because brian may um co-wrote when death calls for the headless cross album and also Giza, uh, who didn't want to was going to join the the band to record Headless Cross, pulled out last minute and joined Ozzy's band. He came on he came on and did a encore with the band as well. So it was an absolutely amazing night. I got so sick, I head banged so violently that I was in the toilet, throwing up, um, just before Brian May came on. And uh, this little old man, this old guy in blue denim and patch jacket, he came up and he's. He's patting me on the shoulders. I've got my head in the sink. And he just turned to me and he goes, it's the drugs, man. It's the drugs. And I, I couldn't turn around and say, no, I think it's the chocolate M&Ms. <laughs> but but uh, anyway, it probably was the chocolate M&Ms and the Coke. I mean, remember I was 16 and in the UK, you can't drink till you're 18. And I looked 16 at 16. I did not look 18. So I wasn't drinking alcohol. So it would have been a mixture of excitement anxiety the music the moment and the wrong type of drink and food before the gig um that's my that's my connection that was my and that's why i'll forever love tony martin's as a singer and black Sabbath as a band in general when i went to buy the tickets i was actually 
it was a second thought. I'd gone to get tickets to see um, Fish um, on his first solo tour, Vigil in the Wilderness of Mirrors, and uh, at the Odeon. I'd earned like 50 quid that week, and um, I'd given like half of it to mum for rent, and I had like 30 quid, le- well, 25 quid left, and I went and bought the tickets to see Fish, and I paid 15 quid for those tickets. And then I, I was t- at least I was turning away to leave, and on the poster on the wall had Headless Cross at September 19th, uh, 1989. And I'd just bought the single that had come out. I loved, absolutely loved it so much. I, I had it on cassettes, cassette single, vinyl single, picture disc, um, and I, I loved it. And um, this, I've got pictures. I'm wearing a shiny new leather jacket. It's not worn in. I've got long hair down to my waist. I've got silver rings on each finger. I'm spotty. Well, I wasn't really spotty, but you know, trying to grow bum fluff on my face, you know. So uh, anyway, I went, turned back around and paid the fifteen, no, ten quid, sorry, for that ticket. I had no money left for the week. When I got home and told my my dad and asked him to lend me a fiver so I could get to work, he gave me an absolute hiding for spending all my money. On uh, on gigs, and you know what? I've done it ever since, and I don't regret a minute of it. Um, I could look. I haven't done. The, I can't remember who the research were the the support act was. Um, I'm sure that someone out there can know, would know who was probably there, or I can research it. Um, I thought I'd dreamt that Brian May and Giza Butler had come on. I really did, until I read Tony Omi's amazing biography Iron Man, and there's a photograph of him in the middle on that stage and it's that gig and I thought yep I was there and it sort of gave me a little bit of a, a kick up the bum I thought oh amazing I, I didn't dream it I really didn't um yeah so it uh it, it was those two albums are brilliant Head of the Cross and TYR um I have to say that I don't play Eternal Idol and um humanizer that much i do enjoy i love cross purposes and forbidden the, the latter two albums um i love them a lot they're great great albums but the the, the lyrical content and the feel of both headless cross and tyr are just that but you've got to remember it was 1989 there was not a lot of good metal around or even good music around really to be fair um you know white snake was doing well there was i mean God, Aerosmith were riding high in the charts with Love in an Elevator and, you know, that sort of poison and that hair metal rubbish was pervasive everywhere. Um, God, Bon Jovi was coming across as heavy metal. I mean, it's just what a joke. Um, so when we were searching out good stuff, and it was there, of course, but when you're young and 16 and it is pre-internet, you, you've got to find what you think is going to work you got to find it it's hard to find you have to have friends i had friend mad melvin who i've spoke to before on the podcast he had these fingers in all sorts of pies so i got to uh, listen to some really unusual stuff uh on that one uh so you can see why i have a, a love for him he, uh please do before i talk about his new album um when you have a chance go and it's you can't actually as I said download TYR or Headless Cross. I don't like to say this, but you can YouTube them. Um, I want the artist to get every penny he deserves or they deserve. Sadly, that is not going to happen until they reissue it or can stream it somewhere. Uh, if you can find a copy, it's the it is the gold. It's the holy grail. It's my holy grail. I left my copy in the UK of both TYR and 
headless cross. I don't have one, so as I said before, anyone that has a copy, please reach out and, and, and let me know if they want to sell it or they want to give it to me or copy it for me or something. I just would love a copy of it. I really, really do. As I said, it's my holy grail of albums. Uh, even the single, I don't mind what format. I really don't. Reach out to me at heavymetaltones at gmail.com. That's heavymetaltones at gmail.com and let me know. Or just private message me on my Facebook page. That's no album and all things metal. That's no album and all things metal. Anyway, that's enough about uh, the fantastic Tony and his history. If I've missed anything and you're listening, Tony, I'm sorry. It's just a potted history. I'm probably sure I've made us a few mistakes there. I probably missed a few things. I know I have. Um, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, forgive me on that. These these episodes, these programs aren't a religiously um, researched program I do research them but it's mainly here and there so I can just free form the chat if I um, do too much research or become robotic and I'll, and I'll find it boring um, a little side note sorry Headless Cross did make it to 30, 33 in the UK charts so it did quite well the album the single did very well as well I think it got into the top 50 which is big for then particularly um, you know, for a, a band that was, you know, with only one original band member and a time when metal was really a dirty word. No one was listening to it. Even the greats, the bands that Iron Maiden were struggling and um, in the, you know, the, what was the dirge of bloody uh, grunge and, and, of course, you know, the... Um, the evil of R&B. Love R&B in certain, some, certain contexts, but it just seemed to take over everything then. Everything. So, you know, you, you couldn't listen to it because it wasn't radio-friendly. Let's be honest. When is, when is Black Sabbath really, or even Iron Maiden, or any of the great bands that have ever been really, truly radio-friendly? They aren't. It's the people, they make, the people buy the records and they make their money because... They love them and buy their albums and buy their singles, not because they heard them on the radio any particular reason. Not, not anymore. May early Maiden, possibly they're more of a single-based band, but even then, not that much. Um, so um, I'm going to go and get myself a cup of tea and and um, refresh my larynxes, and we'll come back on the B side and we'll have a chat about Thorns, uh, Teddy Martin's latest album. Uh, so go and give yourself a drink, and I'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, guys. Uh, welcome to the middle of the program. Uh, we're about to turn over to side B, but I thought I'd just... Um, have a chat about uh, COVID, the what's happening with music, and what we should do. Now, a lot of you have bought tickets out there. A lot of you, uh, I've been eager to see your bands live. I know that money is very tight. Um, and so when the bands have cancelled, and I've got about seven or eight of them, um, the I suppose the easiest thing to do is think, let's just get the refund and, and try and cope with life. If you can and you've spent the money already and you know you spent it and it's gone, please, 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 please hold on to those tickets. Hold on to that because they, we can, in theory, as non-creative, although you know, we're all creative, but non-people that can do a nine-to-five or have a job can find work and can pay bills and can live. Musicians who rely on tour revenue and album revenue can't do that so you've already bought the tickets they've already put it into their bank account please can we try and hold on to them if we can so that when the bands do when this stupid world gets back to normal and they reschedule i mean i've got one for uh, stephen hackett it's three years ago i bought the ticket i'm still holding on to it because for me i spent the 150 it's already spent and gone so let's just Look, look at it that way and let those artists um, keep going because if we don't do this, they're all going to go. It's already crippling the industry. It's already crippled the industry in a lot of ways, but it's not like crippled anymore. We, If we can afford to hold on to them, let's hold on to them because eventually they will come back. And if they cancel completely, then you get your refund. If not, hold on to it. The only thing is trying to remember what you have because I've got so many of them. I can't remember, and I'm sure I'm going to miss dates because I'm going to book things, and they're going to then book it again. So, hey, that's the only downside. Hold on to them, please, guys. Keep music alive. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll chat, and I'll see you on the B-side in a minute. Hi, guys. Welcome back to side B. We've flipped the record over, and we're now on side B. The, the record, it's part of the record that people often forget, don't they? We all talk about A-sides, don't we? Everyone forgets the B-side, but sometimes the B-side's the best. And I think this is the best, because this is now going to chat about the new Tony Martin album, Thorns. Released the 14th of January this year, in 2022. So that's going to date this podcast, if you're listening to it way in the future. Um, and um, it was released in Australia, one of the country's first, because we're this side of the world. And also Battle of Gods Productions, which it's on, is an Australian company. 
which is a bit of a win for us, I think. Uh, and uh, it's his first solo album since Scream uh, in 2005, so quite a long way away. Um, now, Tony's been singing a long time, a long time. And uh, one thing we're going to say right off the bat is his voice is not aged a bit. Um, some of the vocalists in our genre that we love tend to wane a little. I mean, I'm looking at your Bruce. I love your Bruce. Uh, Bruce Dickinson, that is. But we know that he can't reach those notes anymore. Um, I mean, we also know that uh, um, the fabulous... Um, uh, many many of the fabulous vocalists that we love, um, like Rob Halford, also struggle slightly um, to get those notes. Uh, but Tony has not done that. It It is the freshest sounding vocal I think I've heard in 10 years. Really, truly. It is, it's almost like I walked out of the Hammersmithian that September night, got home, put on the new album. That's that. Sorry, bang the mic. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, the the vocal is dynamic. It is this. If anyone, when you listen to uh, Mark Tony's um, vocal style in the on Headless Cross and TYR and all the other solo projects he's done, um, uh, you'll hear he has a particular way of singing. So his his way he reaches the high notes is very operatic. He's got a lot of air in those lungs and he holds a note really strong he's got a lot of technique and passion um and he he is very um you, you don't lose any of the intonation or the or the tonation of the words because he's trying to reach that really high note or that loud vocal it seems to mean that in the register he's in in the key that he sings in uh, he, uh no disrespect only at your age the key that he sings in is unbelievable. Now, this might be due to the fact that he hasn't had a a, um, uh, a completely torrid, when I say torrid, wrong word, uh, hard touring life. He records and plays live all the time, but he hasn't been album after album after album, uh, and it hasn't wrecked his vocal cords. I think he's kept them um, beautifully well. And it, I mean, it also helps he's a multi-instrumentalist, multi, multi so he's sort of... He he knows where his register is. He knows where he can sing at what point. Um, Fish from Marillion uh, in his solo albums. That's another good point. You know, great voice early on, untrained, beautiful falsetto voice. He can't hold those notes anymore, um, and he but he could barely do them then, especially during the Fugazi album years. Um, but he he's accompanied by um, a actually a really amazing cast on this album he's got Danny Needham from Venom on drums um, and that's a wow what a connection I love Venom so much but he's connected it's, it all comes around connections right he's got um, a new name um, Scott McKellen McClellan on guitar who's a co-writer of the album I believe he recorded this album all in one take one uh, one day which is amazing because it is it is like Tony Mar uh, Tony Omi's guitar, yet it's not. It's it has the the depth the, and the tonality and the um, the beauty of Tony's guitar, but it's but in a different note. It's more modern. 
it has squealies like you know pitch um it's got um little pitch bends it's got um all sorts of things in there um that that you wouldn't get tony doing i think because of tony's fingers he probably can't do some of those um uh, the the the, the um, pinch harmonics and if those if any they listen to me go what's a pinch harmonic go and put on some black label society or or Aussie with uh, Zach Wild and all you'll hear is him it's every single note, second phrasing it sounds like it's a pinch harmonic a pinch harmonic for those that are not sure listening and Tony what you're talking about it's when you <clears throat> certain parts of the between the two pickups if you've got double pickups two humbuckers when you strike the string and then follow through and hit it with your thumb, um, depending on where you are on the fretboard, uh, and if, I think I believe now this is from someone who's not very good at them. I believe it has to be a. Um, I believe you have to hold the note in a certain way to get this sort of squeal note. It's like a pitch variant. Um, I think it has to be a harmonic note. So maybe on the twelfth and twenty-fourth. Um, I think again, those guitarists out there. Um, please don't write in and say what you're talking about. That's roughly what a pinch harmonic is. And there's those in there. Um, uh, and on bass, you've got X, Alice Cooper, Blue Oyster Cult, Rainbow, and many more in Greg Smith. So, you know, he's got a really good band around him. Um, some really experienced hands in the studio, uh, along with the newbie, as I said, in Scott. You would not know... Honestly, if if you've ever listened to anything with uh, any of the music by um, Stephen Wilson, uh, you might know um, Guthrie Govan. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Scott's anywhere like Guthrie Govan. Guthrie Govan is an a genius and almost uncomparable at the moment on guitar. But Guthrie played a lot of the stuff for Stephen in one take. And it takes a big set of balls and a lot of talent to be not go there and overlayer and overlayer and pick, copy this and cut that and pinch that and click that. And it takes a lot of effort. And I think it really comes across in the groove on this record. Now, the record is quite a long album, actually. Um, you've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven tracks, um, which is the norm these days. Um, you've got As the World Burns, which was a lead single, I believe, uh, Black Widow Angel, Book of Shadows, Crying Wolf, Damned by You, No Shame at All, um, Nowhere to Fly, Passion Killer, Run Like the Devil, this is your damnation and the title track thorns they are all fantastic i'm not going to break them all down individually i'll pick a couple out um the title track has an amazing drum and bass piece that just i mean i sent it to a friend of mine who's una who also is a big tony martin fan and he came across really heavy metal like me through tony well i discovered metal before i went and saw black sabbath and tony martin but you know i've sort of my live love of live music um, he sort of discovered it through the Headless Cross album, and uh, he I sent him the, a sneak peek when I got the album to review for Metal Ruse, which I did. If you're keen on reading that review, I'll put it in the description below. Uh, and he just said, "Wow, what a voice! What drum and bass!" Uh, and that was the title track when the world burns. Um, 
I'm not saying it's all perfect because I didn't really like Passion Killer. I thought Passion Killer was a bit like Tony's version of Painkiller, but without the the balls to the wall Judas Priest. Now, it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's perfectly good. I just think you know, not every. I can't give everything a plus. Sometimes you got to look at the negatives, and it's not a negative. It's just not my favourite song on the album. I'm sure that Tony has songs he's not, not sure about. Um, my third, uh, and then again, I love Book of Shadows. I mean, the stories that he's reading here are quite dark. Nothing's light and fluffy here, uh, and and you get that with um, Thorns. So Thorns um, is quite a quite a. a, a tricky subject he's brought in a, a vocalist Pamela Moore on it um, and it's about a, a woman who who's been itself been abu- badly abused in a relationship who abuses herself her body herself and covers herself with scars uh, I think to make herself feel better it's about self-abuse it's a really tough subject um, could I broach that subject as a, an artist probably not but then again I've said this before about bands that talk about the Holocaust and do it in a way where it's not entertainment it's information and 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 uh done in a way where it's not glorifying it um uh, we my wife and i were watching a documentary about the beastie boys the other day which is on apple tv i highly recommend it it's like a talk it's like the two remaining members talking about the live in the band and there's a song called girls on that which i had listened to on one of their albums i think on license to ill which i'd listened to so many times I didn't, I'm a big Beastie Boys not as big as my wife, but I'm a Beastie Boys fan. I didn't really know that the song was misogynistic and really not nice until they mentioned it, because I just would sing along with the lyrics not thinking about it. So sometimes subjects are not um, played with or, or brought to the fore with reverence, but with entertainment values, and you just don't hear it and don't think about it. Well, with Thorns, a different subject completely. It's, it's a tough subject, but they've both... Well, all four of them, really, five of them, have all brought together a story that they've covered it really well with reverence. Uh, you can get it now, the album, on um, on CD, and I think it's coming out on vinyl. It was on Spotify for a few days and seems to be... Un- you can't seem to play it. I've asked the band what's going on and the production company. Uh, they haven't replied. I think there's just an issue with Spotify and probably licenses or something like that. It'll all get fixed out. Often, that happened with Stephen Wilson. You know, you'd have albums on there, like uh, um, quite a few of his albums, like, um, what's the one I love? Um, Fear of a Blank Planet. Brilliant album. Brilliant album. Um, that was on there, then disappeared, then come back, then disappeared. It come back again. I don't know. It's a strange world. Um, people have said to me, why, do you, why are you persevering? Give the up by the artist the album. Yes, I've bought the album. As I said before to someone on Facebook the other day, I've bought the album. I'm just waiting. I want it to use it to go on a run or to do stuff around the house. I don't own a CD. Well, I have a CD player, but I don't play CDs. So I need something to be able to transport it around. And that's my copy. The band still gets some money. I've bought the album. I'm not stealing it. Um, So I can't wait for it to come onto Spotify. I haven't looked on Apple Music. It may be there. I don't really use Apple Music that much or Amazon. I believe it's on Amazon Music. But again, I don't use that as a platform. So in uh, in uh, summing up, Thorns, I reckon so far, it's early doors 2022, best album of 2022. I think it'll be. I think it's going to be a tough one to beat. I think it's best heavy metal um, 
album in a no you know not in some strange weird wacky genre just heavy metal slash heavy rock i think tony's voice is unbeatable i don't know if there's anyone out there at the moment apart from bruce and maybe as i said um maybe rob maybe a couple that i may have missed like grimmett from um from grim reaper uh that could match it but i i'd hate to think i'd love to if you could reach out and give me some names because for the time he's been in the industry and the amount he's sung and the albums he's worked on um yeah again you know uh i know that it's um i know that it's it's a bit of uh i don't know a bit of nostalgia for me because it was my first gig um and so maybe you're saying hey tone you just love it because it was it was your first gig and it's a great experience not necessarily it could have been a terrible experience couldn't it I mean, to be honest, I could have gone and seen Poison as my first gig, and then, oh, God knows what might have happened. Um, or Motley Crue, or something awful like that. You know, one of my regrets, sorry, side note, um, is that I never saw Motorhead live, and they came and played touring Motley, with Motley Crue, and they were second on the bill, and I didn't buy a fucking ticket, pardon my French, because I thought, fuck, I'm not buying to pay to see Jesse Motorhead, I'm sure they'll be out again. And they didn't, and Lemmy died. And I regret it. So, a side note, don't let yourself down. Get the tickets. As I said in the break, if you've got tickets, and you you know, you, you just want to hold on to them, don't get the refunds, because you may never see them again if they come back. Um, uh, I've got a ticket to see uh, Abath. Now, strangely, I bought a ticket for his last album tour, because it's so delayed, he's got a new album out in March. He's probably going to tour that when he comes over. Who knows? Um, anyway, I'm going to review that when it comes out. I might talk about that in a few weeks' time. Uh, summing up, get the album, listen to it, go on his Facebook page, chat to him. He's really amiable. I'm hoping to do an interview with him um, very soon for Metal Ruse, the website. Um, watch out for that. Please read my review below that's in the in the link um go and have a look around metal ruse there's some brilliant album reviews on that website i'm me one of them i'm the head into the reviewer head head of the reviewing team there's some fantastic stuff being reviewed out out there some unusual some very um you know straightforward some very strange um some great styles um, and some good interviews in there as well and it's locally owned it's an australian website the guy that run it mike he's is a lovely guy he works his bum off for it i know he does um he doesn't make a lot out of it either he also sells cds so you can buy stuff from his product from his um, website go there if you want to buy product he has it in small batches so not many and some unusual stuff you might find it anywhere else i think it's free posting after five so like a hundred dollars um because it's twenty dollars and a cd flat rate please um if i've got that wrong sorry mike that was just it was off the top of my head as i was finishing this uh, podcast up so thanks for listening if he tours out in australia go and see him if you're around the world and want to see me he's touring bloody hell get a ticket it won't cost much and you'll get an amazing night um get the album support local artists um and you know get in touch with me let me know as I said what was your first first gig do you have the mem- great memories of it do you have you seen tony live have you you know if you've seen sabbath with tony live you know just things like that anyway 
Also, like and subscribe, please, as much as you can. I've got a lot of listeners out there now. I've got a lot in America, in San Jose, and Boardman, and I reach out to them. I'd love you to reach out to me, guys. You seem to be very um, avid listeners of my show. I'd love to hear your story. Um, it's so far away from where I am. Uh, it would be great. I've got listeners all over the world. Someone please reach out and say hello. Like I said, like and subscribe. It helps me get out more um, and get to a bigger audience. Let me know what you might want me to talk about. I'd love to I'll talk about anything you want. If you send me an album and want me to chat about it or a type of music, I'm happy to research and chat, give you my ideas. Um, anyway, I hope you had a, a great listen. I've enjoyed it. I'm going to go and get myself another cup of tea or possibly even a gin and tonic. I think that might be the time of day. Um, um, stay safe. Stay away from Corona. Keep rocking. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.